Look, man, all you need to know is that my idea to recruit all these people from writing school is how this whole fucking industry started. So there you it's go. It's true. Yeah, it's true. It is very true. So very you true. all have fucking jobs. So you know what? The amount of thank yous I get are zero. But this crazy idea to burn through all these goddamn psychos with creative <laughs> talents to write on the internet was something that has made all of you, a bunch of you who would fucking tune in to listen to this, fucking money. So you're welcome. Yeah. Because you know? <laughs> I had to recruit these psychos yeah. and try to, like, curate their writing. So, you you know, it was wild. We had a wild idea. We had a lot. We had 10 bodies for every Ben Kendrick. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, that's just the way it works. <laughs> fuck, that is true. Welcome to Podcast X, episode 26. I am Ben Kendrick, and I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Keys. Hello, I'm here. And because of you two, I have watched all of Yellow Jackets, finally. Oh, nice. Maybe you can give us a little uh, like a little, little taste of how you're feeling about it. You also owe me an explanation of how you feel about Dark, too. Okay, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll catch up on these topics sometimes. Okay. But, uh, both I, will re- I would uh, you know, recommend, for sure. Awesome. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed them. Uh, and special guest, Kovi Outlaw. Yeah, Rob is a funny way of saying, you know, thanks to you two, I watched all of Yellow Jackets. <laughs> but it was you two. It was, you two recommended it the most. Like, I don't, you know, of the people I, I chatted with, you guys, we both mentioned it in our like shows of yeah, the year. You said because of us, but I think you mean thanks to us. We, we oh. you watched all of Yellow Jackets. Yeah. Yes, it is thanks. Thanks to you two. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, just a heads up that we will be away next week. Um, both Rob and I are going to be kind of out of commission next week. I've got a work trip. And Rob, are you you taking time off? Are you going somewhere? What are you doing? Uh, no, come on now. Uh, I'll do that again <laughs> in a couple of years. Uh, no, it's a work trip as well. Okay, awesome. Um, so, uh, and I'm sure Kofi will be very busy and glad for it. No, I, I love my family and I am at home. You can come, you can come down to Orlando with me. I'm going to go make uh, a lightsaber good. galaxy's edge, man. Oh man. <clears throat> Yo, no, here's a true story. Here's a funny story. Okay. So when galaxy's edge opened, they, they started trying to contact me, but I was like in a weird place. Then I was really out of touch with like what was going on, especially in Disney theme parks. And I just kept getting these emails. And I mean, when I say like, I mean, they were trying to beat me over the head and like really like get me down there and see this thing. And finally I was just like, I can't stand these star Wars people emailing me anymore. Like somebody else take this. And like, I handed it to this kid who had like the time of his life at galaxy's edge. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, and I finally like realized like a year later, I was like, wait, I was like, Oh man, this new star Wars park sounds great. And I like dug through my emails and I was like, God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) And if you don't understand like how that can happen, some people are like, what's wrong with you? Like I have three different emails because of like, you know, the way my career is going and they're all just overrun. So I can't like find 
like unless I'm searching for something, I, I can't find shit in there. And so yeah. like, yeah, it was just like one of those things that got lost in the millions of promotional emails, but this one was probably good. I often joke with my wife that there's probably, I've probably like solved the entertainment industry and had like every accolade and award that I've just never accepted because they were fucking somewhere in my email. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably, yeah, it's probably true. It's like some, uh, yeah, you would actually maybe be getting some of the credit that you deserve for some of this stuff, but, um, all right, well, yeah, so we'll be off next week. This week, we're going to be talking The Last of Us premiere on HBO, HBO Max. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, we're just like we kind of have previewed a little bit of it, I think, when we were talking about most anticipated TV shows. But we are um, we've now seen it. Um, we, you know, we have our impressions and, uh, I think there's some interesting things to kind of discuss there. If we get some time at the end of the podcast, we may talk about other, like, you know, video games we'd like to see adapted just kind of for fun, but we'll obviously be going into spoilers for the last of us, um, the TV show as well as, I mean, I, I feel like we'll be hinting at maybe spoilers for the game, but like, how deep do you guys want to go into that? Before I'm talking we... about everything, man. Okay, just spoilers on a game that came out like multiple years ago. Yeah, yeah that's true. true. That's fair. <clears throat> um, so yeah, there'll be spoilers for the game, which you know inevitably might mean spoilers for the TV Look, show. Here's what I mean. Here's my general contract I will make with the listener. I'm going to talk about the game like far off. I'm not going to talk about the game immediately, like what might be happening next episode or like big yeah, things yeah. I know that are you're invested in the show and care about. I'm going to be saying shit to you that you will not understand now in the context of now. Uh, and we'll forget about by the time you actually get there in the show. So that's yeah. what I yeah, that, agree. I think that's do. fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, a lot of what I'm really interested in talking about is just how this thing feels like to people who have played the game and what the experience of watching the show is like, I would, before we even get started, I mean, you guys would definitely recommend like watching this sh- show you gotta start the conversation you don't know this is half the fun i don't know man okay all right okay we'll we'll jump into the show man you have no safety net you just set this whole thing up (laughs) and now you're here (laughs) and whatever we say this podcast x for a reason like now whatever we say is just whatever we say if you want to hear like a very polished version of things you can watch the uh comic book nation now in its uh half decade season like but uh people come here to hear just what we actually just have to say to each other on the raw so um, okay. Yeah, go ahead, I'll Ben. Okay, so I will start, I guess, then, because I've already like hung myself and, and sort of set myself up here. But um, so I, I was the one that said that this was probably my most anticipated TV show of, of 2023. Um, I feel like that was somewhat justified, like after seeing, after actually seeing the show, like it is very well crafted, very well acted. Um, you know, the action is fun, the depiction of, the like infected is really cool. Like they have, you know, we'll, we can use some game terms here. Like at the beginning when someone is like barely sort of infected by the cordyceps um, fungus, they, they're, they're sort of referred to within game as a hunt as a hunter or a runner is a runner or a hunter, Rob. Do you remember? Oh, dude, I think it's a hunter, yeah. right? But anyway, there was that sort of opening sequence where people are becoming infected they're not really like taken over by the fungus yet but they're they're actively like running after people and stuff like i thought that was a really good depiction of kind of what it's like in the game to be chased by those things and 
it's also really just impressive the amount of kind of shot for shot recreations that we see in the series. And and sometimes I'm like not a big fan of that, but I think it really works here because of how well they've constructed these sets and constructed CGI backdrops and and the world. And I think that's going to be really important as we travel through the sort of the journey that we're going to be on with Joel and Ellie because of how, you know, immersive and sort of like abandoned and hollow the world sort of is and lived in the world is and overgrown the world is the game did such a good job of like framing a lot of those shots and, and drawing you into that and like setting the world and the environments up in a way where you felt like they were real places. And so I can see why the TV show is sort of cribbing off of, off of a lot of those shots. Um, but the, the thing that I'll say, so basically if I'd never played the games, like this would be an, an amazing show to me. Like I feel like it is technically, and effective across all different ways that you would, you would judge the show, like as a film critic or something, like I would look at this and be like, this is very close to like a perfect show in a lot of ways, judging by the first episode. Like, obviously, you know, some people have said screeners, like other people are further along, know kind of how all this like ends up, you know, working out in the course of the, uh, the episode run and everything. But judging by the first episode, very strong, strong entry point. Um, I'd say I was a little bit surprised that they didn't actually show or kind of, and, and sort of like allude to some of the other forms of the, of the, you know, infected, because I think when we talked about it, like the show is a bit up against zombie fatigue. Like there aren't a lot of zombie properties, like new zombie properties being developed right now. There's, you know, a lot of stuff like walking dead is still sort of trying to create spinoffs, but you know, we're not in like the mid 2010s anymore where there's a million zombie movies in development and there's a lot of zombie TV shows in development. And this is like a hot way of getting a hit show off the ground. So I'm a little bit surprised that they didn't differentiate it more. I mean, they tell you there's different forms of these things and that's going to be sort of an interesting thing to discover, but you know, and you hear clickers and stuff, um, which is, you know, a little slightly more advanced form of the infected, but like, I don't know. Like it was a bit strange to me that like, maybe we didn't see those because I, I almost feel like you may have needed to hook audiences in with those things. And I'm surprised they didn't use like a cheaper trick there to, to kind of show people why this is going to be significantly different than the experience that they they've had with, you know, the walking dead and stuff. But, um, the thing I kind of want to jump off with like at the beginning and then kind of, you know, you guys can talk about how you feel about the show and we'll, we'll unpack sort of other layers of all of this is I did find myself kind of like genuinely feeling like I was watching someone kind of play the video game and finding myself at times like taken out of what was happening on screen because I had experienced that before in the video game. And it like differed from what I had experienced before in a way that was jarring or, felt less satisfying and like not in like a nitpicky way. I think the reason why I feel that kind of weird disconnect is because so much of the, sh- the show is also very similar. Like I'm looking at shot for shot recreations and then something kind of random is different. And it's like jarring to have this one random thing be different when everything else is so close. So 
that was kind of a unique thing. Like, and I'm, I'm a little bit curious if you guys felt the same way, or that was just something that I kind of got hung up on. I wouldn't even say it's like a bad thing because it's probably in service of making it a better show, but it was a weird kind of deja vu feeling that I was having watching this series. Um, and the last thing I'll say is like, you know, it, it is going to, as much as I like Bella and I like Pablo in these roles, and I think they're probably some of the better people to potentially step into them. Like the depictions of the characters are like, they have yet, and you know, we're only one episode in, but like, it's going to be really hard for them. I feel like to eclipse, like, what I think is my definitive version of the characters from the video games. And like, I don't know that the show it's the show's responsibility to do that, but it's kind of like, there have been moments where I was like, it's a bit of a bummer that like, I felt like the game performances almost did this better than the performances that I'm seeing on screen, even though the performances that I'm seeing on screen are really good. And they're a different interpretation of these characters a little bit. It's again, like with how closely the show is trying to mirror the games like it, it's a weird deja vu disconnect where it feels like what I'm seeing isn't as impactful to me as it was when I played it. So I'm a little bit curious, like what you guys, you know, general impressions of the show, as well as like, if you had sort of some of the same like feelings that I did, because, you know, for as big of a mess as something like Halo turned out to be for a lot of people. And I think even though Kofi and I liked that show more than maybe some people did, it, you know, there were, there were noticeable like flaws and clumsy things about it. I liked half of that show. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I mean, that's it. That right. Exactly. Right. Like half of the show is actually like, but there was part of me that was kind of like, you know, I don't know, like I'd almost rather watch a show that takes those big risks and those big leaps. If I'm a person who's played the video games and just see something kind of totally different than this in a way, which is a, perfect adaptation step by step but then feels almost so close it's like well i just kind of want to play the video game again so i don't know i'm curious you know obviously we're going to get more things fleshed out as we go i think it's going to get really interesting you know once we meet like you know the brothers and stuff like that and and some of the other characters that we know we're probably going to be spending a bit more time with and get a bit more texture with but now i'm starting to question a little bit like how am i actually going to feel about those changes because everything else is so trying so hard to be so similar. Um, and I think like they're telling the entire story of the first game in the first season, right? Yes. I think yeah, I was about I to mean, hit you with that truth bomb. Yeah. I mean, that's like when they say they're going to have these like extra textures, it's kind of like how meaningful are those really going to be? Like how big are those going to be? Because it doesn't feel like they're actually going to be that much more. Yeah. There are some changes, you know, because there are other, you know, we haven't, again, it's just a premiere. There are other characters you meet on the journey and, and yeah. those things will get sometimes more time, sometimes a different different story beat, yep. sometimes less time. So that's kind of where you see more of that. It's yeah. hard in the establishing episode to kind of. Yeah, for sure. Really take advantage um, of that. But. Listen, I'm, you know, there's some things I have to keep inside until I get to the right venue and Podcast <laughs> X is a good venue for them. <laughs> Great. Um, this is what I'm going to say here. Um, and I've been waiting to say this for this whole fucking discussion of The Last of Us. Um, yeah, I was obsessed with the games. I, I love the games. Oh, my God. When I bought the first one, I bought it with my PS4 when Grand Theft Auto came out. It was part of my bundle and I started it. I couldn't get into it put it away, never picked it up again, fucking forgot about it. 
then two was about to come out. I heard all the buzz around two and I was like, you know what? Everybody says it's the best game in the world. I didn't have a PS3. I was in grad school with a Xbox 360. I, you know, I just given up on the remastered. I said, fuck it. Let me pick it up. Let me do it. And then I became obsessed. I fucking was sucked into the remastered all the way through the game on like, cause I started out at the hardest. I used to be an edgelord gamer. So I just started out on the oh, hardest no. level <laughs> and I didn't pay attention to any of the details. Cause I was like, again, I was like in grad, like, or I was just yeah. not really paying attention to the game. I was just like, Oh, it's like resident evil. And so like running out of supplies and doing all that shit, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> Until one day I was just watching a random walkthrough video of like it. And I was like, wait, you can do all this shit in this game? And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I had no idea what this was. So yeah. I went back and played it, loved it, and like got obsessed. Went out right the day like two came out, got two. and was obsessed and like put my life on hold to like fucking play that game for like two weeks straight or something like that. And yeah, um, so that said, I want to preface this in saying like, I've come to the realization lately that we live in a time of like intense narcissism. And I get that. Like we, we all live in this weird narcissistic world where we're all sucked into things and we all have these weird senses of entitlement. But listen, I love the last of us games. I think they are without a doubt, if not the best video games, like up there with two of the top five easy best video games I've ever played. And I would put them together as a set, but this show and and I've been it's it's insane to me how much of this discussion has been just about gamers talking about how much they do or do not like a direct adaptation of a game and like this is what they're delivering or if Bella looks like Ellie and yeah. and it's like all and that part does bother me I will admit like that part does bother me but you know here's what I was thinking also like, okay. So the one part is like, yeah, Bella doesn't feel like, or look like my version of Ellie that I, that I associate with. But I had to ask the person who like reviewed the game for us on comic book nation. And he's a, from our gaming department. And it was just like, yeah, but what do you think the average person? So uh, this like what I've done since this premiered is just go and talk even as soon as tonight, like to the average person, the person who has never fucked with these games. Yeah. has never touched them and been like, okay, what do you think of this show? And it is insane how well it's doing. Like people yeah, who yeah. don't know these games are enamored with this show. They were fucking crying in that first episode. I can tell you just from a business, like from our business standpoint, how much like, I mean, you were saying the zombie fatigue, but like searches of, could fungal can can fungus really do this shit and the reality is like, yeah. like that first opening scene is real fucking science like it, it yeah. is real science like fungus do do that and if they were to um get into like i mean yeah global warming right that was the clear kind of tip off like it just takes a little global yeah. warming and a fungus is like well i want to survive so and then like it's not that far-fetched and so that kind of shit, the, the, the different kind of science uh, of it and all of that has been fascinating people. And it's some of the biggest fascination about the series so far. Um, yeah. And people don't, who didn't play the games, like video games are great. They have great followings. Millions of people follow them, but like multiple millions, if not billions of people watch TV. Right. Yeah. And it's like, sure. it's a whole other scale. That's why video games cost 60 bucks. Because when they tout all their money, it's like, yeah, we sold it to the X amount of people for 60 bucks a pop. But like TV is a whole different numbers game. Those people don't know Ellie from the games. And 
you know, they liked Bella Ramsey. They 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 can say, oh, that tough ass chick from Game of Thrones is now a tough ass chick in this Last of Us show, and they're fine. Um, yeah, it's even arguable. What I was trying to get, like, when I started to fucking spiral about today, was asking myself, like, okay, so I have this version of Ellie in my head, and with everything we know about Ellie in the games and everything we learn about her character and who she is, I mean, is it weird to have? I mean, isn't it kind of weirdly more accurate to have Bella Ramsey, who's like now out in the press being like, I'm gender fluid and like all this stuff. Like, isn't it more accurate to have that kind of person in the fucking role? Like, isn't that in a weird way kind of better because of, I mean, because that's definitely like where, I mean, Ellie's character was going, right? Like, yeah, for sure. uh, Like as a character. So it's not like we're off base there. So it's like, I don't know. Like, yeah, it doesn't look like what I, you know, imagine it, but like weirdly it may turn out to be even more accurate to who the character is in a weird kind of way. And like, yeah. And I buy Pascal as Joel and, and I don't mind any of that. And so that pilot was one of the better pilots I've seen. It was a movie length pilot. It went by fast and, and felt gripping and even playing the games, and here's the thing I would ask to everybody who says about the, they, you know, they love the games. You played the games. At any point, if I think if the pilot succeeded for you, you felt anxiety and fear nonetheless, even though you played the games. Like watching, you know, Sarah go to class and the person next to her yeah. twitching and all that shit happening and all of it. You knowing what's coming, like you still felt the. Did you feel still feel the anxiety and the dread of being like, man, fuck, I know how this ends, and fuck, I don't want to, like, I don't want this to happen still. Or if you didn't care and were just like, eh, if it's by the numbers, then the show probably didn't work for you. If you still felt that anxiety and that dread and that tension, like, then yeah, the show still works for you because even though you knew how things turn out, you still were caught up in the inevitability of like what was going to happen. So. Um, I think it's easy to say, and I think it's, it's okay to say this is the best video game adaptation of all time so far, based on what we've seen so far. Um, certainly for video game pilots or just like hour long features or, or, or like feature length video game adaptations. This is definitely the best one so far. Um, and I'll be there for episode two. And so will millions of other people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to your point, like the first thing that I, and then I'll let Rob talk. The first thing that I said after watching the show, like after watching the show was like, you know, I like people who haven't played the games are in for just like a massive treat. And like, I almost wish I could forget that I played the games to sort of experience it fresh. Like I am in no way or shape or form, you know, taking away from the experience that people are going to have that haven't played the games and how like, you know, I, I did kind of wonder, and it's interesting that, you know, like there's been such a strong reception to it because, and it speaks to the point, I guess I was making about the clickers and like not showing kind of how crazy some of this gets, you know, I mean, they, they must've known what they had because they, they didn't feel like they had to show that hand. No, I mean, they're um, doing it good pacing in certain ways. Like it's a TV show. So like when you replay, I, I rewatched because we all say like we know what happens because of the games, but you do forget a lot of details. Like I had to read a wiki of the actual game again and yeah. like to say, okay, these were the all the story beats and these were all the characters. There were so many characters. Because people get murked in The Last of Us, so you forget who the yeah. fuck is who sometimes. For sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, there was a yeah. person. Very true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh shit. Um yeah, because yeah, I was doing an article on Troy Baker and I was like, wait. 
I was like, who's he playing? And I was like, who the fuck is that? And then I was like, oh, yeah. shit, there <laughs> oh, is this shit. whole yeah. fucking thing. Yeah, like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and by the end of two, like, there's so much traumatic shit that happens in both games. Like, you're just, like, it, it's too much to process. But anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't even know what my point was. There. I think I just got lost. I'm just thinking about, like. Yeah, I mean, you were saying, like. In those games. Like, yeah, I mean, you were saying the thing about how they can trust the show, like to the pacing and stuff like that. Because I was saying, oh I was yeah, surprised yeah. And you, know. you got to remember, like pacing for a show is different. So I think they did a good job uh, in the first thing of just laying down. Here is a fungal infection that seizes the human brain and it makes you into these zombies. Now, yeah. like what that does, and they just did a time jump, and that was a lot, right? Because the yeah. crux of that episode has to be focused on the misdirect, which is just a couple minutes for us in the game, right? It's only a couple minutes you play as Sarah and you're like, oh, I'm playing yeah. as this character and here's my main character. And oh shit, what has happened to my main character? Like, oh fuck. <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah, shit. Yeah. But in the show, it's like, it is for the crux of the show and that the climax is the twist that like the person yeah. you've been playing, you've been following as your main character and gotten to care about is dies in such a horrible yeah. like traumatic way and yeah. so like that is the focus of that episode like the expository like and then like as an epilogue it's almost like the 20 years later and then setting the scene right that which by the way yeah. they did awesomely because to balance that both in like one episode is not fucking easy yeah and we have talked about plenty of tv shows that have fucked up that balance in the last yeah 100 like, percent for sure. Um, yeah. But just to give you like, and so it was just about the people right now, right? Now, I, I think it's more, it makes more sense to wait until you're out on the road and because there's going to have to be those things because you have a character who's never been out on the road, right? So that already sets you up for all the expository scenes we're going to get where it's like, where Ellie's just like, so like, what do we got to know about being on the road? And they're like, motherfucker, let me tell you, like, like, yeah. you know, there's going to be this and there's going to be that. And then you start to see those. Yeah. because it's funny you mentioned that because where I quit in the game where I played was the first real sequence where you had to take on like real clickers. Yeah. Like, where you I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like where you floor. drop down. Yeah. You yes. drop down and it's like dark and then there's like a little store and shit. Yeah. On the side and stuff. Yeah. I remember that you're fucking throwing yeah, and bricks and everything. Yeah. Yeah. You just yeah. sneak around this room full of clickers. And I did that. Like I said, I did that on a hard, not knowing about, the bricks or anything. I, I was just trying to f like shoot things like as it was, a, yeah. as if it was resident evil <laughs> and I was just getting slaughtered and was like, what is happening in this game? Yeah. But then when I found out like all the actual things you have to, and Oh, I, I had turned off, I was playing the game with like no radar sense. So like, uh, I was fucking, <laughs> Jesus. yeah, you're yeah, a fucking, was, yeah, you're this fucking, yeah, crazy, I was a glutton man. for That's punishment. Which yeah. I ended up did doing once I realized there was that the whole game was radar sense based. Then I did end up playing without it, but like I just realized it was more of a stealth. There was more of a stealth element than I thought yeah. initially, yeah. and then, yeah. and strategy sure. and like conserving of materials and all that shit, which <laughs> is great. Gears of War down there, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That was just, it was horrible. 
It was just like sideshow Bob with the rakes and just like (laughs) looking for a chainsaw gun, smacked in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. But Um, in fact, but I would just say before I forget, like those are some of my favorite comments and memes about the Last of Us TV show. It's just like people saying, "I can't wait for the fucking scenes of seeing Pedro Pascal like squatted down trying to walk like while applying a band." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, or like opening like ten covers. Like got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. (laughs) No, somebody was like, "The only thing I." didn't like is like him and Anator of going through the buildings and not stopping and searching every drawer for like yeah. fucking <laughs> yeah they didn't so craft perfect. anything <laughs> I was just so like true. oh my god I yeah, stop so laughing true. oh man oh <laughs> uh, shit alright well Rob we've been like uh, hogging yeah. this conversation so let us no uh, no no I, th- I think we're here. all pr- pretty similar I think um yeah for some context I think I mentioned this before but uh, I reviewed the original Last of Us on PS3 and I gave it you know five out of five on Game Rant um it was a masterpiece, like Kofi said. Um, and at the time, you got to remember, this is a decade ago, the developers and the storytellers at Naughty Dog, like they were elevating what they had already were mega successful with in releasing the Uncharted trilogy. Like Uncharted 3 had come out like, just like two years prior and was like another amazing game. And it's like, how yeah. do they do a new IP but elevate on that? And they did it. It was incredible. Yeah, that, um, was, that was a big deal. You were not wrong time. about that. And then, of course, it, that was the same fall, like the same moment the PS4 was coming out. So they immediately had a remaster. And now, of course, we're doing the part one, part two thing. Um, funny enough, I have not played through part two yet, which is puts me in a weird spot. Oh, um, wow. that's an- Yeah. Well, you know me, man. Since the kids, I don't do the big single player games. It's yeah. just too hard. Um, yeah, that's true. I, that's a long, that's, that's a quite long game, too. Like, yeah, longer it's long person. and it is dark. Yeah. Both literally it's, and figuratively, it is fucking, it's a lot. I did it with kids and I was just like Colonel Kurtz for like a week. Oh yeah, boy, it's, that's wild. Yeah, it's um, yeah, I mean, uh, sadly, I am aware of the story and character beats because of, there was the infamous leak, unfortunately, yeah. for Naughty Dog. So we were very yeah. aware of the, yeah. So of course, we, all of us, all of our sites covered the shit out of it. So we're, you know, we've all seen the spoilers and such. Uh, but, you know, I also missed out on Red Dead Redemption 2 and the latest Assassin's Creed for the, for the same reason. I just, I just can't do the single player stuff right now. Um but anyways, uh, I wanted to bring up because Kofi brought an interesting point about the the numbers part of it, like the gamers versus the the, the casual viewers, and it's the same thing. Like my, my dad stopped by yesterday to pick up something, and him and my mom watched it, and they really enjoyed it. They of course know nothing about the game, um, but I was literally looking up the numbers because this thing, um, and I don't think we've talked about it, but this was the number two premiere for HBO, so it's a big win for them already. Uh, it's number second only to House of the Dragon. Um, in the first twenty four hours, they touted yesterday or today that they got like ten million viewers, and then I just remember like a month ago, as Naughty Dog and PlayStation Studios were like hyping up the year ahead for them. Uh, they had talked about the last of us franchise and, and up until the end of last year, they had sold 37 million units of the last of us like one and two. So like, yeah. there's a massive audience. Um, I am curious how long it's going to take for all of those players. Cause I can't imagine if it was 37 million units, maybe 7 million of them are people who bought two versions of the game. Cause they keep re-releasing it. But let's yeah. say there's millions of like 30 million people. How long is it going to take all of them? to watch the show because there's, I can't imagine as many people who bought that game and didn't fall in love with it. How could they avoid the show forever? Right. So, yeah. um, I do wonder what the split is between casual and gamers. Um, and how long it'll take for that overlap to, to complete itself. But, um, look, w- I like that the show takes its time, the premiere to lure viewers into the world and characters. And, and it, it kind of speaks to what Kofi was saying about the, the misdirect. Right. Um, I like how you've seen these characters before just rips the rug out from them. Right. So 
they executed on that so well following, you know, Sarah all along from her perspective. And they really, really, you don't think about it at the time because it just, it does go by fast, but there's a lot of show and screen time dedicated to just her. And it's just her when the outbreak begins. And it's just her when Joel and Tommy come racing in on the truck. Right. And that's when you find, but the whole thing is her perspective until the yeah. moment. Um, and that's really cool. And even for people like us who, who know the game and know what's coming, it's still just like phenomenal TV. And it's so wonderfully effective and emotional. Like, doesn't matter just thinking about it makes me emotional. And just funny enough, like for those of you out there who have seen this, there's a video on the PlayStation YouTube channel from eight years ago that shows the original performance uh, of Troy Baker doing the scene in mo-capture of him with Sarah and his daughter. And it's like so powerful and captivating, which speaks to what you're saying, Ben, like you have your version of Joel, that emotional beat of Troy Baker's performance and having seen the mocap performance in, in live action with all the goofy dots on him and the cameras attached to his face. It's so mesmerizing and emotional and raw, even for them being on a little like motion capture studio stage um, that it's hard to not let that go. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a weird thing uh, coming from the games first, especially in this game and, and compared to most adaptations, this one's so unique because the last of us game and then Uncharted Games too, but even more so The Last of Us is so zoomed in and character and dialogue heavy. It is the one of the most cinematic games ever made. We see and experience every part of the story. If we play through the games, you've seen every part of the story already. You've seen it. You've, ex you've controlled bits of it, but it's a very linear story. You literally know every beat. You know the emotions. You know the actors even. We know these environments. So it's weird because they're doing it again with just different cameras in a way that's not to be reductive because it's a, this is extremely high level premium TV. Um, but that's a weird thing to wrestle with for me, but, but still I, the part that's most similar to the game, which is like the intro to me is the best part because once we get to the 20 year time jump for me, the show becomes, and a lot of it is establishment. It's just okay. It's okay enough where I'd watch the next episode but the back half is not okay enough where I'd tell someone, you got to watch the show. It's a must-watch. I would say just hold on mm. a few episodes for me. And part of that is because when we meet this post-apocalyptic world, like this new status quo, and you see the fireflies for the first time, see what they're doing, it, it for me, it is, it's too familiar. For me, it's too f similar to what I've seen in various versions of The Walking Dead, You know, any of the zombie shows from the last two decades. It, it's even similar. It has vibes with Defiance and Jericho. E even that, you know, the failed Why the Last Man one season outing on FX. I've watched that oh, too. Man. God, Think I of Falling Sky, same thing. Uh, I haven't seen Into the Badlands, but it's probably similar. But Colony, similar to 100. You think of right away, you get those vibes and some of the shots are like from Children of Men or 28 Days Later. It's like that part, the the dystopia, the post-apocalyptic era, it's just, it's just not interesting to me. So what could be interesting, what's different is, is of course the fungal and in, in infected uh, element of it all and the varying types of like creatures we will see. Um, and of that, I'm, I'm of two minds as well, because it's not a spoiler to say they've kind of nerfed the infection a little bit because they've removed the element of the spores, which is an essential part I, of the games. I still think this is weird. I still don't understand. I mean, maybe you guys have reporting up on this on your sites. Like, I haven't really paid attention to what Slash Film or Looper wrote up about this, but like, I still don't really understand why they did that. Because that did so, seem like... Look, they have talked about it because people keep asking about it who've seen the screeners. Um, by the way, I, I should say, I have not watched the screeners even though I have them. I don't know what that says about me and my interests. <laughs> but I, you also know I hate fucking watching screeners because of the quality and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, we'll see. Um, 
the part of the reason is they don't want to deal with the, them having like the actors having to throw on masks and having to shoot these sequences. Yeah. They're just like dodging and, and it's just slowing stuff down. They kind of took some liberty there to kind of focus on the actors and letting them act a little bit, as opposed to that being more of a game mechanic focused thing. But at the same time, it really reduces the risk of going out in the wild. Um, and it's hard to say because, in, in, and I'll say that I was going to talk about this later, but in the premiere, they really show a lot of restraint on the infection elements. They don't show that much. Like most of the premiere, there's no infected at all. You, you see the beginning of it when the outbreak starts, you get the time jump, then you see some remnants of it. We're not seeing the clickers and all this craziness yet. There's none of that in the pilot, right? So yeah. um, not pilot, premiere. Like the, you know, So that's all coming later. But there are key uh, character beats in the game, I will never forget, of like when we first see the spores and there's like a subway sequence in particular where like you go into this decrepit subway and like they're trying – and it's full of spores and like Ellie and Joel freaking out and Ellie gets like caught up in it. And that's when Joel really clicks in that, oh my gosh, Ellie really is kind of immune and special and it kind of – it's the turning point for him kind of accepting her and her importance a little bit. Um, that's not going to be in the show or at least not that version of it. Right. So, but the idea of them not having that, that, that way of like the infection spreading, it just, it does reduce the danger of the world a little bit, a little bit, a lot. But so I, I don't know. I haven't seen it for future episodes. I don't know how they're going to counter that. They could just have more scary zombie type things. I don't know. But um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely assumed that part of it was like, you didn't want your like main characters constantly like throwing on a gas mask and stuff. But yeah. Man, it's such a bummer though, because I like I always liked that idea of like, you know, you you come around this corner and there's an infected that's like embedded into the wall, and you know, there's like spores in that room. You open this door, you know, and like there's spores in that room, and they have to like go find a different way around, or they have to like throw on their masks, and you know, there's like it feels like you're entering like an even eerier, scary place, like. It's just like I don't know. Like I get. I mean, you know, I get it. It's not. It's not a deal breaker or anything. But it's a no. It's, it's not a, it's kind it's of an unfortunate change. It's weird to see, but also like you got to remember that this this show is being co led or co showrun or co directed by Neil Druckmann, who's like the yeah. you know one of the leaders and and and, uh, and creative directors at the game. So like he's in on that too. So they, this is one of those decisions they make for the different medium. And so for that, you know, I'll give them all the credit. It's good. They should take liberties because otherwise, this show is extremely effective at adapting what's you know the source material um yeah for sure but uh look so I, I do like the restraint of them holding back on the infection i know ben you may feel differently on that i kind of like the idea like they're focusing on the characters a bit first but there's still more to do there what is annoying to me and this is a weird quirk for me uh, i honestly man when i see these post-apocalyptic worlds i roll my eyes at these shots of these like dystopian you know cityscapes where the ruins show these like large buildings and skyscrapers that are just blown to shreds or half fallen over. They're missing the top. Like these things are like centuries and centuries old. It yeah, just looks so fake old. and video gaming. It's yeah. like these things are 20 years old. That yeah. is not what happens over time with concrete. I mean, look at Chernobyl from like the eighties, like all those concrete <laughs> structures are still there intact. You have the debris, you have the rust and you have this overgrowth of nature, which gives it this kind of unique, cool vibe, especially for, this dystopian setting, but like, otherwise it looks like <laughs> a bunch of nukes went off and it's like, that is not outside of the plane crash sequence. There should be, it just looks so goofy to me. I don't know. That always pulls me out of it a little bit, but I mean, that is, you know, the screenshot and key art from the game. So I respect them for yeah. doing that. But it, <laughs> the realism of that just drives me nuts. When you, when you're putting you up against like the slumped like this, buildings, 
oh, it went, there's a whole bunch of just missing the top half or they're half falling over. I'm like, what did that? Is there a clicker so big? It's like Godzilla out there just knocking this stuff down. Like, what, what is going on? Um, and they could say, oh, I know there was war and bombs went off. That's not what happened. Got out of here with that shit. But it just it bothers me because otherwise the the lore behind the, the the infection itself is so interesting, and real compared to like your usual zombie tropes, right? Like, uh, and that that intro sequence of them talking about fungus and how it could uh, spread and kill everyone, and like the audience is going dead silent is <laughs> like such a powerful intro. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, otherwise it's good. But I think my fears going into it from our conversation about most anticipated shows of the year. I'm like, this is a weird one. Um, I, I'm in it. I'm going to watch it all the way through hundred um, percent for a variety of reasons, but this just, you know, it's, it's weird knowing the story so well, like this is such a unique video game adaptation. Cause it's like, it's already there. You just got to use live action actors and use real sets. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but you know, that's, I guess it's good. They're doing some, uh, taking some liberties and doing their own, own version of it for HBO, but uh, yeah, yeah. Credit to them for putting in the money and work and taking it seriously, though. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think like I think all that makes sense. Like it, <clears throat> I, I ultimately did feel like it was you know it was more successful than you know you're sort of saying in terms of like I, like I would give it an enthusiastic endorsement from somebody like you know if someone was asking me should I watch this, mm-hmm. um, but. But yeah, what are you what are you kind of most interested to see as the as like like what would sway you a bit more in the direction of being you know more excited about it or something like that the, as it look, progresses? For, for me, like the whole thing hinges on Bella um, and, and Pedro. Like the, the, the two of them are going to carry all the dialogue going forward. Not all of it. There are you know so many other characters that'll pop up here and there, but. Right. It's how powerful and interesting is that dynamic? Because like other than that, like the backdrop is not unique. The idea of like we got to get the cure from here to there, that's not cool enough to carry a show to me. So it, it really like what made The Last of Us so special is like the intensity of these situations those two find themselves in. Yeah. How do they get through it every time? And it's always like a weird set piece. Crazy things happen with these infected, but it's them two and their emotions and dialogue and having to work together. That that was kind of the selling point of the game, or right? in going through this environment. So we haven't seen that yet. So uh, I mean, they cast these like mega talented stars for a reason. So I, I, I have confidence that they're going to do something really, really cool with that. Um, I mean, just look how powerful the intro is for the premiere, right? So that'll carry me yeah. through it. But the you know the the, the idea of post apocalypse, the idea of infected things, the idea of there are the bad humans and the good humans, and blah blah blah. It's like I've seen it a billion times. Like I don't care about that. That's not what's interesting. So um, it's the the infected and, and these characters doing something special amongst that backdrop, I guess. Right. I think people just need to strap in. Like there is, like yeah. It doesn't matter. And like, we learn this with all our crazy friends in writing school, but like, it doesn't matter. Like we only have so many archetypal stories and like true, so many genre stories. And so it's like, yeah, what is it that you're doing to kind of look at it differently or bring new perspective on it? And as we've all been kind of circling is the last of us hinges on this core relationship between this man who, you know, lost a daughter and this new girl who's clearly his kind of would be surrogate daughter that he doesn't want to get involved in because he knows he's supposed to be like doing something cold hearted by delivering her to this place. And like what happens along the way between them, it kind of changed them both. 
and the intensity and the violence and how that shapes them both and all that stuff and connects them and how that goes into the second game and that whole theme of violence and how it ripples out and stuff yeah, is all really deep, complicated stuff that we don't see in the like walking dead, like didn't kind of bring us that kind of fucked up deep story. So I think it hinges on this. I think the actors will deliver their parts. And I think that Craig Matson has like at least this first chapter will be good. I think it will be. And I think, the key will be much like the chapters of the game, like in the, in the game did this really well. I mean, the last of us to me was such a great game, not because of the, like even just because of the dialogue, but how it turned, you you, you do have what shit you have to do in every game, like solve a puzzle room. Right. But like yeah. there, even in those acts, there's a lot about Joel and Ellie and, and them either interacting by themselves or, or with other people or together about solving these problems and like kind of like what it says about them or like what they learn or what kind of dialogue they reveal in those moments that I think that the show, like it it was sectioned out enough so that even those puzzle sections were key characterization moments, like getting through those things and, and what you, you know, it said about the characters and what they learned doing them was really well, put into the game so you weren't just doing arbitrary things like sometimes you had like really harsh fucking time clocks like endless infected coming at you until you did shit you know you know i mean and so i think the show i'm saying all that to say like the show has enough there's enough with the game did like that to give the show actual space to make like focused episodes with like actual themes per episode and like how they fit into the journey and things they got to do on the journey and, and how they develop the trust or lack thereof between Joel and Ellie as the game did in, in every beat per episode. So I'm actually not concerned about this first batch. I think the real fucking challenge is going to be, what do you do with the yeah. content of the second game, which yeah. is a motherfucker. And the big question that we've been kind of asking is, do you play with the time between the games? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because I mean, that was one of the things that I'm, I was going to ask, like ask you guys is, so if you assume that the first season is, and they've said, you know, basically encapsulates the first game, which, you know, means yeah, we're we gonna, I mean, we can say now there are people who have seen the yeah. screeners, like it, it's have seen all of them. It is yeah. first season, first game. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's not a mystery, which means, I mean, which means it's going to move at a clip. Like it's got to, it's got to cover a lot of ground in, you know, in one season. And then even if you gave the second season, two seasons, like they're not putting another one of these games out, you know, anytime, like super soon. So what, you know, what happens? This is a three season miniseries until they put out more, you know, more content or like, I think what you're saying, Kofi, like makes a lot of sense to me because there is a pretty large time jump between the first and the second game enough that there's, and there are some interesting things that happen, you know? Yeah. There's not just the time. There's significant events. Yeah. are only alluded to in the second game or yeah. brief flashbacks yeah. that would make more sense to kind of explore yeah. in a TV show leading up to, you know, yeah. some of the Here's- drastic events that happen in the second game, like earlier yeah. in the second game, which would be yeah. like a mid season thing you could do in season two. 
Yeah, I mean, the second game is one of the ballsiest video games I've ever played, like in terms of decisions that are made. And and I mean, it is a lot about it is a lot about kind of like perception and perspective and, and how perspective sort of, you know, informs people's behavior and it's stuff a fucking like Cormac that. McCarthy model, man. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, yeah. And the yeah. effect of violence and like yeah. what, like the biblical shit, like violence begetting <laughs> yeah. violence and yeah, what it does to everybody. And like by the end of that game, like Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, it's quite, yeah. People are transformed. Like, you're like that Simpsons like, meme. You're just like, stop, stop. Yeah. They're already dead. Yeah. Like just, <laughs> yeah. Like everybody just go home. Stop. Yeah. yeah. It gets, it's so nuts. Like, yeah. I actually, I really would like, and then I'll, you know, let you jump in, Rob. I actually really would like to see kind of what happened between those, because there are a lot of, there are a lot of, just like you said, things that are alluded to and relationships that we are introduced to at the beginning of the second game that, you know, for the purpose of a video game, it makes sense to kind of rush those and just be like, this is the world now. And now we're going to get you back in touch with the characters that you cared about. But like where they end up at the beginning of the second game and also, you know, where where another character that plays a crucial role in the second game kind of comes from and the environment and the world that that person sort of exists. Like, I feel like there's a lot of fucking world building that could be done for those in a way that I would be really appreciative of and think would be kind of interesting. And, and yeah, yeah dancing around it. it. I think what we're trying to say is that if, I'm sorry for being presumptuous, but I think, there's a way you can earn what the second game did that like yeah. shock and awe did with a show that could give you more time to develop how these events come. Yeah. You know, into or into a certain very drastic game of Thronesy place. Right. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah. And yeah, I would like to sense. see that too, personally. Yeah. Um, on the point about the seasons, I remember because like there's a lot, of, a lot of, you know, in all of our interviews, everyone's asking about these things. But uh, I think Craig Mazin has been talking about it the most. But you know, the first season is we talked about at the very beginning, Ben. You were asking about it. It is strictly based on the first game with the, the DLC, you know, the Left Behind yeah. DLC. Yeah. Um, but they said the second season is enough to mine for probably more than one. Uh, so, given the amount of material, I would expect no more than you know two additional seasons. Yeah, uh, which you can do with, with the way they handle characters in the sequel, right? So, yeah, um, for sure. But beyond that, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I don't know when Last of Us Part Three would ever happen as a game. <laughs> I think it would be years away. So, yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe it's a three. I, I know, and I hope they keep it that way. I do not want them to like stretch. Yeah, this out is one of those. Space. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like, no. Like, I think so, as soon as you go beyond the end of the second game without a third game, situation. Yeah, yeah you're um, starting to get you're starting to get like the pale version of what this was like. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't need it, but uh, you know, it, we just can lead to our next discussion later on. It's like, they're now that they know this formula works for HBO and it already has in the first week, then they can look to other properties in the future. Right. Or even other yeah. properties with, within Sony's, uh, you know, library. But I, one thing I, I didn't, I was thinking about it the whole time we were talking and I haven't mentioned it yet, but like, uh, this show really emphasizes like the, all the memes that came out of watching Logan, which is like <laughs> this and all the posters. And it's just like, Hey, it's yeah. the last of us. Like the very capable aged guy can force. Yeah, it's true. Mentor another young girl and who has some, something unique or special about her or her genetics or something. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's very much those vibes and this post-apocalyptic future. And that movie is just so awesome as well. So, uh, 
but yeah, anyways, I don't want to keep harping on the point, but I think we're yeah. all in it for this show. So bravo to them. Yeah, no, yeah. HBO's HBO's savvy, man. HBO yeah. I mean, we all like credit, we're like looking at like Disney Plus, like, oh my god, Disney Plus, like you're getting all these fucking Star Wars Not and, me. Like, Marvel and blah, blah and like HBO Max is all this DC shit and like <laughs> but like HBO has taken like fucking and done the ballsiest shit. Like they made a Last of Us TV show. They Watchmen? made a fucking what? Watchmen sequel, yeah. like a series crazy, yeah. about black people. <laughs> <laughs> with a black with a black lie, yeah. fucking Dr. Manhattan. Like, yeah. And like, yeah. And it, it was a fucking amazing. In fact, mm-hmm. I got to watch Watchmen again. That was fucking amazing. Yeah. And it's just show, like, w- like, who's really going for the geek cred? Like, they are fucking just like, yeah, we'll do this geek shit, but we're going to do this like top notch they even took the golden compass that disaster of a movie that started my career my first review in the industry and fucking turned it into a sustainable series is dark materials that like gets all yeah. this kind of fucking international hey, do you, yeah do you like that no fuck no but oh, like, okay well shit because like I, I just said it gets a lot of international love yeah it does. It, it <laughs> so, so, so we ashley and i just started watching the first so we just finished the first season of it and like i'm having trouble keeping keeping interest not because it's bad but it's just kind of like i don't know there's just other stuff i'd rather be watching but i was hoping you were like oh yeah man it gets great because then i would no, no, no. i can't i can't help you uh there'll be fighting polar bears i can t- i can promise you that <laughs> yeah, um, yeah yeah but um like but they're doing it i mean and now this like i mean the best gaming adaptation of all time so they i mean hbo's just like on low-key just like yeah we can we can do this fucking shit you guys want to do like make it really good and get the right people involved to do it because, yeah, Damon Lindelof making a sequel to Watchmen that was like that good would like if on HBO yeah. would have been like nowhere on my goddamn bingo card for life. Yeah. And now this has been um, pretty good, even if it's a direct kind of thing of the games. Um, I mean, and everybody chill out about these shots. Like, remember what the first Resident Evil movies did like to make you think you were playing the game? With those yeah. weird overhead yeah. shots they would do and shit like yeah. that. that was Dude, weird, watch yeah. the Doom movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, first person mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've come a long. God, yeah, we've come a long way, baby. Don't yeah, or Assassin's Creed. Like, just just don't knock it. Like, we got something good here. So no, we need to win. I will uh, never forget that the first time I ever heard of Naughty Dog as a developer was in like. I think like a little feature article from like EGM magazine way back in the day about how you could get a naked woman to show up on the like splash screen for their first console video game, which was called rings of power. And it was like a RPG game or whatever. And if you like held these buttons down, it was like this like woman just like showed up topless next to the naughty dog logo. And like and I, you're you're so, that guy telling all your friends about the 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 totally Tomb Raider little booby code. This is true. This is true. This actually happened. I'm gonna send you guys a. <laughs> this is a real thing. This is not a. Uh, this is not a like a rumor. fan and his polygonal <laughs> video game <laughs> women. <laughs> Creepy horny Ben. Like the uh you're no, talking about Crash like, Bandicoot and here you are talking about <laughs> This is real. This is real. Hold on. Oh wait, what the fuck? Why is it doing this? Oh no, I didn't send you guys the chat. I just sent that chat to support. I just sent the picture to like support for the uh anyway. for your work. 
no, for the for the for Zencast. Actually, called Rings of Power. That's time. Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a game like a long time ago. I mean, it was this like Genesis level game. I remember. I never played the game, but I do remember that little shot. That's like that photo of this like you know digital topless woman that's next to the Naughty Dog logo being. First love. <laughs> I just laugh. So I laugh much explains so much. Suddenly, <laughs> I, I just think it's funny now because it's like this studio is known as like this mature, you know, storytelling platform. Basically, like their game. This is what their games are, you know, and that like you know they started with like a well, it's like life comes at you fast. Discussion. You start out with uh, you know, big <laughs> jokes and naked women, and then it's yeah. all Last of Us Two on your ass. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's true. Oh my god, it's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, like, what is there anything else you guys want to say about this? I mean, you know, it sounds like we're all relatively positive. It's just this shit's gonna be you know, dope. Kind of some different experiences. Yeah. yeah, I can already tell. Like, there's gonna be. I can't wait for like recreations of the levels, like where you're going through the sewers or like half burned yeah. out houses and shit, and there's infected yeah. and the wrong kind of people after you. I can't yeah. wait for the winter storyline and seeing Bella yeah, step out in front. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like, all that stuff. Yeah. Oh God! I read back. I was like reading back about that because I'd forgotten about that again. Like, there's so much in these games that, like, I forgot yeah. about the winter storyline with her and that like little subplot with Ellie. It's just gonna be nuts, and like yeah. all of this is gonna be nuts, and it's gonna be, yeah. When you have like a horde of infected and like those real creatures, I already see some shots from the trailers. They're gonna be like, yeah, that shit's gonna be iconic, man. Like, I yeah. think this is gonna be a really good series. And what's the di- yeah, isn't there like the and in the second game there's that like rat king thing or whatever? Remember that? Like that's like some crazy infected, even more. Like yeah. they blow some of that out even further, and it's like, yeah, it's pretty. No, intense. no, you have to fa- you have to face some shit in a second one. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> intense. <laughs> some weird, weird stuff. But but yeah, okay, well, cool. Like before we wrap up here, um, you know, we don't need to we don't need to like drag this out or anything. But I am kind of curious, like if there's a video game series that you guys would be interested in seeing like adapted or think would make for like a great video game adaption adaptation. Um, you could do series or anime. I think it would work anime. I mean, cause it was designed back from anime, but chrono trigger. I need chrono trigger. Oh, that's a neat, oh, yeah. that's a good call. A good one. Yeah, Multiple good time. Situation. Like, so it's Rick and Morty style. Like, I mean, one of the best time travel stories I've ever, ever been able to experience in my lifetime. Like, amazing and as a video game like going through different time periods affecting your actions changing the game based on like what you did in the past or future and all that shit like is amazing and kind of like having a battle across time like that that should be amazing and just like all the twists you could do in a show like that yeah that's Uh, a great that's a great one for sure yeah i i would like to see that i mean just given its style and visuals, it's very anime, like you said. But like, even if they do like a three D arcane style thing, like something that would be great animation either way. I like that. Yeah. Um, hey, for for me, and this is one I've said like since we started, three of us started working together. Is like it's it's it was always like I thought the things that would break ground or had the best opportunity to fifteen years ago was like Mass Effect and Assassin's Creed. Um, they blew it. Even though yeah. Ubisoft tried to do it themselves on Assassin's Creed, yeah. what an embarrassment. Oh um, my God, that game and, or that movie. Oh, oh my God, it's just, oh. Yeah. Um, but Mass Effect, um, 
it's funny at the time that's when Star Trek was in its not good period. And like, this was a better Star Trek to me. Like the idea of the Normandy going out there, this threat, the lore behind, especially the first game, because there's a lot of lore mystery behind like these yeah. ancient artifacts and these planets and going and you meeting these characters and seeing the Citadel for the first time. It's so like amazing and cinematic. The sequels um, for me and, and I, infamously loved the first one the most the second one bummed me out for a lot of reasons but what the sequels do well is introducing all these cool side characters which gives you a lot of real cool lore especially with how they handle these the the character missions to unlock to to improve them right so you can do so many episodes in each character and really build that out Uh, but i do think that's a show to be successful you have to deviate from like the through line of the second and third game because the second game ends in this ridiculously terrible boss battle against a giant terminator unit and the third game completely (laughs) blows the storyline and just a abandons all the themes and threads of the first game so you'd have to like really <laughs> deviate for a little bit there to really take advantage but that universe and those characters are so strong and that's some very cool sci-fi so that would be like yeah. something we haven't seen yet i'd love to god see. i forgot the second this is the second time we've talked about mass effect in the last two weeks but like i've completely forgot about that giant terminator thing oh my god i completely forgot game. about it because i told you i was thinking about replaying them recently just because you know, they were on uh, the remastered or collection right. or whatever was on sale, but or was PlayStation Plus. But um, okay, so yours, like Benny? I would, so I am excited about some of the upcoming ones. Like I told you, like Horizon Zero Dawn is you know like one of my favorite games of the last generation, and and the uh, new one is is one of my favorite games of this generation. So like I, you know, they're already making some that I'm kind of interested in, like God of War. Like I'm sort of curious about that, like what that's going to look like, and and things but um the game that i was thinking of when i was like watching this and thought of this question as something to bring up is uh is red dead redemption and like that entire arc like with with red dead redemption 2 and then red dead red dead red dead redemption and red dead redemption 2 is that do i have that backwards no i don't have that backwards i'm thinking of like how red dead redemption ends with the beginning of the guy from the game that came before red dead redemption and then like you know, right. Red Dead Red Dead Redemption Two is like a separate. You know, there's like pieces of it that are. Well, Red Dead One ends with the you skip four with the kid, right? And Red Dead Two, yeah, is exactly. Yeah, 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 okay. exactly. Um, so that's yeah. I'm just like fucking up the timeline, but like when you think about that, how those three games are like kind of related, and like the way that they, the way that you could tell sort of a serialized story of similar to this of like how violence kind of, you know, begets violence and the effect that that has on families and side characters and sort of mentor characters that come in and out of our lives and and things like that. Like I thought that was kind of like an interesting, maybe like platform for it because I I love it. Can I ask you a question though? Yeah. Would would you follow? Yeah. So chronology chronology of the games would you follow the order of storytelling of the games yeah i almost feel like you would almost do it chronologically as opposed to the order of the games tell you why man because like the way the first one ends you're like holy shit this is is the protagonist and you skip forward imagine telling that story of the kid yeah you tell a follow-up and the main character's back now but is a supporting character yeah i love that idea of actors doing that but i mean i do love I do love that idea. I think like, and I, I would endorse that. I just think like, if you're thinking about it more chronologically, it's probably more likely that's like how the show would be successful is like, you know, you start to get invested in this guy and he goes through these different things. And then, you know, you, you sort of are introduced to like 
you know, his son and stuff and his son grows up to be this guy and that guy has a son like that, that sort of way that these broken guys have sort of had these broken families. And that's led to these people, you know, having these sort of broken lives in this old Western, you know, kind of environment and stuff. Like, I don't know. I think it's, I think out of all the games, like, of course I want to see Bioshock. Of course I'd love to see like fucking Metroid or something, but that's the one where, and maybe that's an obvious choice too, because it's great storytelling and it's known for being one of the best video game stories, I would say, alongside something like The Last of Us. But I don't feel like it's obvious. And I also feel like it's kind of, you know, I mean, what, like, do we get really great Westerns these days? You know, we kind of have the Yellowstone universe, but it's like not this kind of Western, I don't feel like. Um, yeah, with with Westworld being completely butchered by HBO max and like removing it off the platform um, and no Deadwood or anything like that. There is the timing would be cool for like a premium Western. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. That's it. I feel like if that was like a, if you gave that the same budget you're giving this, you know, and like these characters are like showing up at these fucking, you know, forts and stuff like that in the middle of the frontier. And like, there's cool action sequences with them. Like, infiltrating these forts and having like steal something or, you know, like, I don't know. I think that could all be really, really, really kind of interesting and cool and emotional, but you know, they'll never do it, but I would, I would be there for it for sure. Yeah. Um, um better chance of that happening over like the GTA style. Adapt. Yeah. I actually, <laughs> I thought about GTA cause like GTA would just have to be like a parody of itself. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you almost need like Ryan Reynolds or something to do like a new guy type, you know, or, like free guy, yeah. free guy type god dude my brain is just like fried by the end of this day but um yeah it's you need almost crime like a, in a city it's like it's that's a, it yeah and it's yeah. like ridiculous people doing like over the top things whereas you know there's some of that in red dead redemption but at the core of it red dead redemption and and the way those stories are tied together i think that's like an emotional family story that's worth yeah you know worth an adaptation but um, um, here, I, I have another answer too, and this is going to go against what I usually say about this franchise, but, um, geeky me would love to see some of these star Wars games that become canon. Yeah. And, uh, maybe Kofi feels the same way, but you know, certainly I would love to see these dark forces, Kyle Katarn stories yeah. and that character yeah, yeah. come to life. And then that brings in Mara Jade, who's like a, you know, yeah. a love interest of Skywalker back in the day and the legacy stuff. Um, and then, you know, of course, Dash Rendar, you know, I love to see yeah, mysteries, for sure. not mysteries, but Shadows of the Empire, some version of that come to life because they've really gone out of the way to showcase like the version of a Starship model and Star Wars Rebels yeah. and stuff like that. So that would be yeah. kind of a neat way to play with because there's you, know, you saw the trailer. We could have talked about this, I guess, but the Mandalorian season three trailer came out this yeah. week. And there's so many connections and callbacks to different yeah. eras and big Star Wars moments that you could do that with a you know, a shadows of the empire style story where you could play with like what happened on Hoth and like, he was always there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they go off on his own story, but anyways, it's totally true. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would love if some of that got like brought back into like the mainstream, um, line of the, of the franchise for sure. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. Well, anything else to add? Kofi, you all good. Ready to retire for the night. He may have already retired for the he's, night. He's, he's sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Um, yeah. X-Wing Alliance. Also, I have to say that. I can't talk Star Wars games without mentioning the best Star Wars game ever made. Uh, X-Wing Alliance is also a cool game. And the very last mission, it ties into like the uh, Return of the Jedi Death Star 2 battle. Um, 
which is kind of cool. But yeah, that's, that's very cool. standalone Star Wars story. Otherwise, yeah, you get to make a movie out of that. You get to make a spinoff movie out of that. It would be a good movie. Like. It'd be a very uh, rogue, you know, rogue one in, in that vein. Yeah. Like, has yeah, good. for sure. Um, you know what else I'd like to see adapted that like doesn't wouldn't make any sense, but would be kind <laughs> of cool is like just like the Portal series. Oh, not. Yeah. Like, I don't like it would be such a unique cool show movie. or movie or something, but like, yeah. like, I, like, I, I don't know, maybe it would be kind of just like a ridiculous thing, but I feel like no. you but, could do something really cool with that. I feel like, but our, our boy Dan Trachtenberg did that no escape short for Which fucking amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like awesome. the best thing. yeah. And he debuted so, at a comic on, man, let him do it. Like, yeah, wasn't, wait, wasn't JJ Abrams going to do something with like Valve and make that? I feel I like it or at least something out of the, this. yeah, at least something out of like the half-life kind of portal slash, you know, universe or something they were talking I about. Guess half-life's I another no brainer too, I suppose. But even that, I don't know, I guess with the multi-dimensional stuff, you can get kind of crazy. I don't know, but, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Who knows? Looking to see if portal movie is like a thing. JJ Abrams says the valve portal movie is finally on the rails. That was in 2021. There you go. So maybe that's actually, maybe that's actually happening. I'll believe, I'll believe. You know what I'll happens, believe. right? A show like this comes out, it breaks records. Every single producer holding on to these rights and studios are like starting to green light new scripts, and we'll get a bunch of half baked ones and a few gems. Yeah. Um, so in the next five years, you're going to see, we're already seeing it. Netflix, Amazon yeah. just picked up Warhammer, of course, with our boy Henry Cavill. Yeah. Um, you know, so you're going to see a ton of this stuff. You mentioned Horizon already, so PlayStation yeah. Studios is doubling it down on it. Netflix is already leading the charge on many adaptations, like you know, Cyberpunk, Edge Runners, Arcane. There's so many cool ones, right? So, Jesus, it only took 14 years. We've only been saying this for 14 fucking years, I know. dude. They're like slow. We should just made our own movie 10 years ago. Yeah, we seriously should have adapted something. Yeah, man, <clears throat> road not taken. Well, uh, we can wrap it up there. Um, like I said, we will be off next week. Rob and I both have business trips. Um, and like normally I bring my podcast mic on those, but like the nature of the business trip I'm going on is like not going to be conducive to me finding a quiet corner. Yeah. Come on. And you can talk about the trip after. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. So, um, but, uh, yeah, we'll be back though the following week. Um, and I don't know. I mean, we got some movies starting to come up here in February. That'll be fun to, fun review we can kind of catch up on how we're feeling about the last of us and there's a few other tv series i think that um are starting to like kind of fire back up here in a, mm-hmm. in a couple months or in a couple weeks so we should have some uh should have some good stuff coming you guys' way so until then uh you can find me ben kendrick on twitter at ben kendrick check out you know what i'm doing over at static media we run looper we run slash film we run SVG, there's a bunch of, and if you like food, there's a shit ton of food sites that I'm yeah. learning about. So, um, but Mr. Rob Keys, where can people yeah. find you on the internet? Well, before I forget, we can follow Kofi Outlaw on social. He's the only Kofi Outlaw on all these socials, and you can yep. always check him out hosting the always excellent Comic Book Nation, soon to be award winning Comic Book Nation. That's right. Over at comicbook.com and their channels, even on Paramount Plus. Uh, and you can follow me uh, on Twitter at Rob underscore Keys, is K E Y E S. And I'm Felix Keep on Twitch. And Instagram, I think. Yeah, that's correct. And uh, check out our stuff on Screen Rant. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we will be back in a couple of weeks, guys. Have a great, you know, have a great time up until then. And uh, yeah, we will talk to you all then. Thanks for listening tonight. <laughs>